you, you, you are listening you are listening you are listening to the fly fishing 97 podcast instagram is obviously a huge one for me and talking to people and getting some knowledge out of that but uh i'd say second in line there has been the penticton fly fishing club oh cool it has been it's been awesome yeah that has been a major help with me learning fly fishing and going out with the doing the fish outs with the guys up there and uh yeah it's that's been a major help for me i love it yeah it's a good group for sure yeah and uh that one right now is mainly linked up with my my full sink six inch per second line um paired with one of the invictus trout water reels i absolutely love those reels i think i have four or five of them now nice. um and i just recently picked up a sage foundation in a nine foot six five weight so i'm really excited to take that out on the water the fly fishing 97 podcast is powered by the flycrate.com an online fly shop join the quarterly fly club today your source for all things fly fishing and wait for it films for action-packed fly fishing videos and camera related content check out wait for it films on youtube or at www.theweightcreativeco.com and broken tippet fly company blog and fishing apparel and accessories check them out online at brokentippet.com the Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by The Fly Crate. The Fly Crate is an online fly shop where you can save more on flies and gear. Shop between hundreds of unique flies and join the quarterly fly club for hand-picked fly assortments for each season. Exclusively for our podcast listeners, you can save an additional 10% on The Fly Crate by using the code FLYFISH97. Go to theflycrate.com and use the code FLYFISH97 at checkout to save 10%. Well, welcome to this edition of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Really happy that you are joining us, and we're going to do what we often do and love to do, and that's seek out passionate people in the fly fishing space and get to know their story a little bit. Find out, you know, this passion for the water, all things fly tying, fly fishing, entomology, all that good stuff. And we'll talk, of course, rainbow trout and whatnot. We go to just down the road. I can just about probably throw a rock at him. We've got <laughs> Jace Pinskalny on the line. And Jace is a uh, pro staff with Broken Tippet, our friends over at Broken Tippet, Brandon King and company. Um, he's also interior underscore fly fishing on IG, Instagram. And, uh, yeah, Jace, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. I appreciate your time today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I've been uh, looking forward to it for a while now. Well, I know you got super busy with work. So well, what are you doing these days, uh, uh, day job-wise? Right now I'm uh, working for the parents. We're um, just down the road there, and we're selling hot tubs, fireplaces, barbecues, okay. whole nine yards kind of uh, outdoor stuff for your house and yeah so that's well you got to give them a plug man come on throw that out there <laughs> it's o okanagan home center perfect and ticton yeah yeah I, I know it well just at the top of uh what street is that that's kind of up industrial right yeah like in dartmouth road dartmouth yeah perfect love it check it out if you're there okanagan home center in penticton check them out jay so talk to me about fly tying i always like to start at the very beginning of your story so when you're not in the shop you know uh, and you have a little spare time, 
Um, I, I know you're on the water a lot. I know you're at the Tyne bench a lot. But maybe yeah. just kind of walk us through your story. Like, how did you come to discover fly fishing? Uh, it's kind of a funny one. Um, growing up, my dad always used to take me out fishing, just your traditional spin fishing. We used to go and sneak into the reservoirs around town and fish the channel and uh, go for little rainbows and such with your spinners and spoons. And um, I kind of ended there when I was younger but uh i guess three years ago now coming on to my third season fly fishing um one summer day i was pretty bored and uh decided you know what i, I really want to pick up a fly rod i had a few uh good friends into it and picked up a fly rod and a belly boat and it's the rest has been history from there well i've been keeping up a little bit with you as far as um Instagram's kind of like a gold mine for me, just FYI. I, I know you know that. I think that's where we probably originally connected, but interior underscore fly fishing. Um, you're posting a lot of patterns. You're tying a lot of flies. It's. I think you and I are hitting a lot of the same waters because I, I, even when you hide the lake, I know the lake. I'm like, okay. Uh, I know absolutely. This, <laughs> I know where this guy's at. Um, Talk to me about who inspired you, or did you did you happen to learn fly fishing from somebody? Was there uh, somebody in your family, or perhaps a close friend? A uh, close friend, actually. Um, I used to play lacrosse back in the day there, and uh, one of my friends that used to play it, Brendan, he introduced me into it, and he's big into the uh, the belly boat and fly fishing and going up into these mountain lakes and hiking in and getting just in the in the thick the woods and so he's he's really influenced me on that as well as uh hmm. my friend rylan who's backwood angler on instagram um okay those are the t two main guys who have got me into fly fishing but uh apart from that brandon's been fantastic with broken tippet there um yeah, he's a good dude. he's been he's been a huge help on fly fishing like, i'm fairly new into the scene so mm -hmm. this instagram and such has just been a huge help all right, well, we talk about that all the time, how you can pick things up quickly now. It's not like, you know, the patterns are in front of you. And, and some of the patterns that a lot of, like, it, it, it always shocks me. I'll see somebody that's only been doing it two, three years, and the flies are killer. It's like, you know, you're putting, obviously, a lot of time in at the bench and, and picking this up. Um, so so that, that gives us a little kind of inclination of uh, your fly fishing. What, what about actually tying? Like, was it the same crew that kind of got you into that? Or where did that passion start for you? For me, it started, I actually bought my belly boat off Facebook Marketplace. And the same guy who sold it to me um, had a fly tying kit. And at this point, I was as green as grass. I didn't know anything. And uh, I said, you know what? I'll pick it up. Why not? It, uh, it goes with it, right? So messing around with that and uh, I really started to get involved with the fly tying and now it's just spiraled I've <laughs> it's been uh it's been fantastic though um yeah I've been yeah really enjoying hitting the vice there and uh none of my friends really tied flies but uh Rylan does and my buddy Brendan who got me into fly fishing just started this year as well it's pretty wild how that really it kind of completes the loop you know it completes the circle like it's one thing to get out there trying to understand where the fish are, how to catch them. But when you can really hone down and make your own patterns, put your own spin on things, I, th I always think that's such a huge leg up to somebody that is always, um, you know, buying them at the store. Absolutely. It, it just takes it to another level. Yeah. Well, tell, tell me about your setup a little bit. Like what are you tying on? I, I, I'm assuming, and I could be wrong, I know a lot of times when you buy like a fly tying kit, 
usually the vice is you know a little bit subpar and the bobbins aren't exactly all that but um are you still sticking with what you originally bought or have you kind of just uh been filling that kit in as you went I've been filling that kit in. Um, it wasn't necessarily like a store-bought kit he had. It was one that he put together over the years, and mm. uh, it was decked out pretty good. Um, it started with a Regal Vice, an old non-rotary one, and uh, that was, that's was that been awesome to work with. But I've recently upgraded to the uh, Renzetti Traveler, and that has just been a game-changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I'm on, too. I, I like it a lot. Um, there's so many, like, I honestly think that it almost doesn't matter what company you go to when it comes to fly tying vices. If you're in a fly shop, you know, like, and I'm not talking, you know, maybe some discount department stores, but if you're in an actual fly shop and you want to spend two, 300 bucks, you're going to come home with something that's pretty sweet. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, talk to me about your, you know, what do you enjoy tying? I see you tying a lot of chronomids. I see some leeches and some, some booby type patterns. What, like what are your go-tos these days at the bench? What are you spending time tying? Lately? Well, the start of this season has been just, uh, just chronomids. I just finished off my box. I got about 240 crons. I finished tying in there. Um, that was quite the workout on the vice and I've just switched over to my more staple patterns going to damsels and scuds and dragons and, uh, tying up some balance leeches and some jig heads, but I love it. Yeah. I always, yeah. I can always tell when I'm talking to a younger guy because I hear the crons and the indies and <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the guide, it's the guide speak. I love it. For sure. Yeah. I remember the first time I spelt that word out. I'm like, what the heck does that even mean? You know, the first oh, time know. you see that coronamid in full writing, uh, for those that haven't spelt it out, spell it out. It's, it's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah, it was funny. I Speaking of that, I picked up a shirt from Brandon there, Broken Tippet, and it's the one that says coronamid, scuds, damsels, dragons. And, yeah. Uh, I walk out wearing it, and my wife looks at me and goes, what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um. So, so talk about your setup a little bit. You're, you're on the, you're on the Renzetti Traveler. What about bobbins? I actually just made a trip to Trout Waters last week and picked up some new bobbins. Cause what, you know, what's one of my pet peeves, man, is I, I get to the vice and I got all these different colors, threads. And sometimes I'm like, man, it would be so cool to have a bobbin for almost every thread, you know? So you're not having to, to, to spin them up all the time. Absolutely. But what, what, what do you like to use when it comes to bobbins? Right now, my main bobbin I'm using is the, I believe it's the Stonefoe one. It's the yeah. one with the red adjuster on it for your tension. I've been really liking that one. And the majority of my other ones came in that kit when I bought it. And you're, it's the standard gold, non-adjustable yeah. cheapos. But uh, I find myself switching to that Stonefoe one more than anything. Yeah, well... Does does the old school one have a ceramic insert or is it that old kind of brass kind of looking? Um, the old brass. Yeah. I find those ones you got to be careful because if you put too much tension, it will pop that thread and snap it, eh? Absolutely. Well, that, it's funny you said the Stonefall one, the red. I Actually, that's literally what I just bought because I, I thought to myself, I'm looking at the shelf and I'm going, 25 bucks. I mean, there's better probably bobbins out there, but for what for what I need, for what I do... And I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to make an investment, probably buy a few of these things. It makes sense. For sure. Yeah. And see, I've been, I was thinking the same thing, but uh, about buying a different bo- or a bobbin for every single one of my threads. And I go, 
it would be just so nice to not waste that time switching them over and trying to thread it through. And right. But, uh, exactly. The bank account says no for buying 75 <laughs> of those stone foes. You got to kick this side hustle into full gear and pay, pay, pay for <laughs> no some of that doubt. stuff. Or uh, get sponsored by more people, right? Um, exactly. Yeah, it's, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I do love that bobbin. It's a good one. The thread tension on it's pretty sweet. The price point's great. And yeah. I got a couple of them. I also have one of those right bobbins. That's I like it, but I'll be honest with you. I think I prefer the stone phone. It's way simpler. Yeah, for sure. I've been looking at those ones too, but uh, I know there's something about that stone phone. I just you can't get away from using it. Yeah, no, I feel that for sure. Now, okay, so what about thread? Like, talk to me about brands of thread. I have a hunch I might know because I know you're tying a lot of chronomids. Um, yeah. What, what are you using? Honestly, I'm fairly new into the fly tying game on this, so I've been really trying out everything. Mm-hmm. I've been using this Semperfly Classic Waxed. I've got yep. the um, your classic UTC thread, um, but I've really been enjoying that Ultra Silk. Okay. I have not used that. Who makes that? That's from uh, Semperfly. Oh, it is. Okay. I have some yeah. Semperfly stuff. Um, or the, yeah, the Nano Silk. Nano. Oh, sorry. Yes. That, yeah, that, Nano Silk. That I have. Yeah, no, I like that one too. It's quite strong. Um, the, the we we did a whole show on thread, and <laughs> I had to laugh because you know um, it was Garrett uh, from uh, Oregon uh, fly tying, and and you know like everyone, it's a tool, right? So, but it's a tool we use a lot, and and I think we all have our preferences. It's like whether you're talking UV resins, people get really heated on this stuff, and it kind of kind of makes me <laughs> laugh a little bit. But because I don't really care, I got no dog in the fight. But it's like I love UTC personally because of how flat it lays. Like you can really make a size 18 cron, as you say, super small, super tight, and just not have that build up. For sure, and you can get that good taper without any lumps in it, or yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's yeah. a huge go-to for me. But it's not always ideal if you're spinning deer hair, right? Because it does have a tendency. It doesn't have the strength that some of those uh, other synthetics have, right? Absolutely. Yeah. As yeah. as far as resins goes for Crons, what are you what are you using for finishing? Well, this will piss some people off. I because uh, I've been following some threads on this, so I use um I use Loon. I use Loon Flow, and um, yeah. It's funny, like the for me, I like the thinness of it. Um, I had some solar res, but I had I had some issues with it, and uh, I, I'm trying to think what else. I've actually had a few bug bond. That one really bothered me. It was really um, <laughs> it, maybe it's different now, but and I don't even know if they still make it. I bought this years ago, but it definitely let's say cleared the sinuses when you open that cap. It was like, Whoa, man, what's going on? <laughs> For there? sure, right? So it's I kind of stand back with some of this stuff, and I I. I honestly wish I, I'm looking at these guys using Loctite and gals using uh, super glue and thinking maybe I might give the Loctite a try, but I, I don't know. What are you using? Yeah. Right now I'm using Raid Zap. Um, yeah, I've really liked it. It's nice and thin. Um, my only complaint on it is I find even after hitting that thing with the torch, it, uh, it still is a bit tacky and I've had some crons with my fingerprints imprinted on them. Mm. Um, but I find if I leave them for a few extra minutes and not touch them, they're all right. 
um, Blasty's bugs on Instagram. Actually, I've been talking to him a lot, and he is a he is swore by that Loctite three hundred three stuff. And uh, I've actually ordered some, but I haven't got it yet. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I might give that a whirl. Just I I tried the Raids app, and I like that, but I'm not. I tend to be clumsy sometimes with with stuff and I, <laughs> I told this on the show one time before but i know i had some raid zap and it was honestly probably the first week i had it and i'm liking it and i dumped it all over my wife's uh dining room table and oh, no. and my jeans and the floor and i'm just like crap my jeans are sticking to my leg but it was <laughs> it was not good and uh she still reminds me on that table so basically i don't tie up there anymore but I'm in yeah. the dungeon now, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there's. I find it fascinating. So you're, so you're using uh, solar res. Maybe your light. Maybe you need a different light. I know. I know you kind of have to match the light to the resin. That is definitely a game changer. For sure. Hmm. Where do you Where yeah. do you buy most of your stuff? Are you? I mean, I I know you're tying for Broken Tippet, but are, like, are you buying mostly through Trout Waters? A little bit online. Where Where do you find your your stuff day to day? The majority has been on trout waters um, with some of the construction and stuff that's been happening between there not being able to get up there. I have been getting some from Togans. Um, yeah. I do really enjoy going to trout waters though. Cause I can actually see and feel the material and know that it's yeah. what I want and what I want to use. Oh God. I go in there and, and it's just like, it's a time warp. Um, oh, I, I don't even leave the fly tying section to be quite honest. I'm just like, that's where I go. And I'm just like, just yeah. kind of hunker down. Yeah, um, it's a it's a dangerous place to spend when you got a credit card and too much time on your hands. I was there. I was there for probably fifteen minutes. Savas comes up and he's like, uh, "I got I got a basket and I got one thing of UTC blue done." And he's like, "Well, you're not buying a lot today or something like that." I'm just like, "No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just looking at stuff right now." Don't buy. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's uh, it's hard to know where to start. And I find if I don't go in with a list. I come out with a bunch of stuff that I'm like, okay. I, I, and you, you, you know? come home and you find out you have duplicates. And oh, yeah. 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 What are you tying on? Okay, so let's say for hooks. Uh, is there a go-to brand for you if you're tying up a lot of chronomids? Is there a certain... The the, the, the Daiichis have been awesome for the chronomids. Yeah, um, those are good. I've, yeah, I've recently been trying the Togans, and I've been super impressed with them. But I find their sizing is a lot different than going with like the the seventeen sixties there. Yeah. Um, like their their fourteens and twelves are way bigger than the the Daiichi's. I'm just wondering, are you on the three X though or the two X? That's the other two X. Oh, okay. I like those two yeah. X ones a lot. Do you know what I like about them? Is they look the shape is right for the chronomid. I find sometimes some of the hooks that I've been using, like some of those wide gapped ones, they look good. They look you know that but the proportions don't really marry for sure yeah do you find yourself using many scud hooks for chronomids yeah no i used to use scud hooks all the time and you know what's funny i've been doing this a long time jace but i i have hooks from literally the 1980s and like you know every every brand you could just about think of back then mustad and tmco and um uh, whatever but I substitute all the time. Like it's, it's like, and, and, and I see, I think it was Sun Tao, uh, put out a chart. Somebody put out a chart recently, like, you know, like equivalent hooks. So if, if you're on a, uh, natural bend three X tokens, this is equivalent to in a Daiichi or the closest thing. And, and that really helps because honestly, I find it hard 
when I'm looking at it and you go to a wall full of all these different hooks and I'm really bad with remembering numbered names like 3907B. Absolutely. I, I just just I just kind of blur over. But um that natural bend 2X I really like. I I um those Daiichi's you're talking about, those are damn good hooks. They're super strong. Super Crazy strong. strong. Yeah. And they're a little heavier, right? That's um some of those, some of them are a little finer wire. I find for the chronomids, and and that's where I think the scud hook that you just referred to is a, is a, is kind of a, a wheelhouse too. Yeah, absolutely. You pinching barbs, or are you tying barbless? What's going on there? Uh, really depends for the cron box right now. I've got all barbed on there. Yeah. Um, it really depends. I got some good pliers. If uh, yeah. the lake I go to is barbless hooks, I'll pinch them off all day long on there. Um, I find I just, I've a few of the hooks I'm blanking on the brand that come barbless. I just, I haven't been super impressed with the hook themselves. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. There's so many, so many selections. Now I picked up, I picked up a new to me brand was Firehole, uh, from, from Savas the other day. And I, they're, man, they're good hooks. They're sharp. Um, yeah. It's just finding the right the right hook for the right fly is so important, you know, whether there's enough gap there. Some of the crony hooks barely have any gap at all, and it's like I feel like yeah. they're not going to hook as many fish, if that makes sense. For sure. And when you start getting, like, as much as you want to do a slim tapered body on them, when you're putting three or four different materials and two different wires on them, you start to get a little thick on that butt end section there. It's like, oh, I'm getting pretty close. <laughs> oh, you would have laughed at me. So on the weekend here, I was in Vancouver, but I got home and I had basically a, a free day. So I, I tied for a lot of the day and I was doing these, you know how you sit there and you're like, Oh, what if I do this? What if I do this? And all of a sudden, next thing, like you say, you got like three different color ribbon material hanging off the back, a little bit of uh, <laughs> uh, silver flash. I'm just like, Oh God, this is getting confusing. And then you have for to really sure. think about what order it's going back on the hook. But yeah, exactly. I don't know. Do you, do you find yourself altering patterns at all? Or are you kind of a traditional guy and it's like, okay, I'm going to tie a zucchini or I'm going to tie, uh, you know, whatever, uh, a bleeding Elvis, or I'm going to like, do you stick with those patterns? Do you kind of mess around with them? What, what, what is I mess around with them a little bit here. Um, I've been doing like a lot of zucchinis, a lot of brown red butts, uh, mm -hmm. black red butts, like your traditional crons. But uh, near the end of my box there, I was just basically freestyling them and just coming up with my own patterns and going to try them out. And if they work, they work. But if they don't, they don't. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, the, like the experimental box. Exactly. Project X. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, no, I feel that. I, I do that all the time, and it's fun. Like, and that's what keeps it interesting, and, and that's where we learn, right? And then you, you throw it out there, and it, it, it either kicks some butt or it doesn't. And, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, but I like to experiment when the fishing is good. I don't like to experiment when the fishing is bad because it's like, you know what I you mean? You almost find you're wasting time at that point. It's like, I could throw on this staple pattern that I know is going to catch a fish, but if I'm if I'm yeah. using my own, I might miss out on that one fish of the day. Like, it might be the difference between being skunked and not. Right, exactly. But when it's lights out, it's like, okay, let's try this with a red butt. Let's try yeah. this, you know what I mean? without a tux of bead i don't know just just to mix it up and sometimes just see what happens but hmm. so um what's your what, what are you fishing out of these days are you in a like a 
a punt? Are you in a, a belly boat? You mentioned you bought a belly boat off a of buddy. Is that are you still fishing out of that? Yeah, I've been using that. Um, that's my midsummer go to. I like fishing out of that fish cap four. Um, mm. But a lot of the time, like most of the season has been strictly out of my Marlin SP10, and it's been oh, fantastic. Yeah. I uh, I didn't realize what I was missing when I was in the belly boat. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, double anchor and all that good stuff, right? Exactly, and just finding your depths and not drifting. And like for chronomids, I find fishing out of a, a tinner is a must. You're driving a taco too, aren't you? I sure am. Is that going on top? Are you pulling a trailer? How are you getting that SP10? That's going on top. Right now, I actually got a uh, one of those clamshell rooftop tents. So I've got a custom rack built on top of that, and I've been throwing the aluminum boat up there, and I've got my whole technique. I can get it on and off by myself down to the water, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's worked fantastic. What color's your truck? I think I've seen it's it. Cement gray. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. seen, seen you around for sure well, I, <laughs> small town I, problems I, well it's like I, I see a marlin or a journey go by i'm like hey i probably i might know who that is exactly yeah i love it um you got the green one don't you yeah it's like uh, army green i don't even know i forget what they call it it's one of their yeah i really like that color i it's, yeah it's my third one and it's just like i always kind of get the new that year color if i can because i i do yeah. leave, well, i lease it but she's bought it up pretty good um I didn't, yeah anyway that's the whole other story let's not go there <laughs> um so so you're just kind of heaving it on top so you've got like uh does it take two of you to get it up there marlin's pretty light though aren't they it is light i think it's just under 100 pounds i think it's like Holy 98 pounds crap that is um, light for a 10 footer that was the main reason i picked up the boat i was looking at the journeys and the the spratly but uh yeah. they got so much extra weight and I, I can't put them on by myself and that was the the main appeal for that marlin is the weight on it i yeah. sacrificed a bit of durability but it's been it's been just awesome having to hike it down a little bit you're not struggling it's yeah. uh yeah, exactly. it works perfect for me well I, I mean i've been meaning to reach out to the guys in Kelowna at uh load my boat uh, my buddy down the street just picked one up. You, you know these things where you basically just hit a button and it unloads itself. It's like next, next level. Yeah, but, I know him quite well. I was, I was looking at getting one, but I, can, I can't with the rooftop tent. Was the problem? Right, right. And so, do you get a lot of use out of that rooftop tent? Tent, like so, uh, when you're on the lake, are you camping there a lot? Yeah, I like doing the camping and the overnighters. Uh, my my big goal this summer is every weekend to get out and find a new lake and hmm. get out there with the tent and spend a couple days on the water. I didn't get to use it quite as much as I was hoping to this last year. Always Stuff always comes up, but uh, I definitely got a good, few good trips in it, and it is just luxurious compared to camping on the ground. You and I got to compare some notes, or maybe when there's less people listening, because I, I, I got a couple lakes I got to throw your way that you'll love. Um, and I, judging by some of the pictures thrown, I, I recognize some of them as hard to get into, or maybe even walk a little bit, but um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, what's funny. I used to think that the harder it was to get into, the better the fishing. That's not necessarily the case, right? Some, sometimes the all. gems are right in front of your face. And sometimes it's like, you know, we had this lake called wheelbarrow Lake. I swear to God, Jace, I took my, my buddy, Steve and, uh, I forget who else was. Oh, Colin Sheffy, I think, was with us. Uh, and I'm like, no, he wasn't. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
there's so many deadfalls from the, it was a clearing, like a logged out clearing. And the lake was like, you know how you can't see the lake because it's surrounded by trees. And, and I'm like, we're like, how are we going to get our stuff in there? We had all our gear. We threw it in this damn wheelbarrow. And I'm like, well, a wheelbarrow doesn't really help when you're going over deadfalls. It took us probably, I don't know, half an hour to get in there. The mosquitoes are crazy. And then it's all these fish you can catch, but they're all like four inches long. Exactly. You know, it's kind of cool, but it's kind of not. It's like, at least be nice to have a chance at something a little bigger, right? Yeah. Hmm. See, that's the one thing about Penticton is we're we're pretty blessed around here with uh, some of these hike-in lakes that are not quite as known about. Um, It's it can be quite the hike for us to get out to Merritt and fish, but we got we got some hidden gems in our backyard here. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But uh, I just wish there was more water some days. You know, like, I look at some of the lakes we're fishing now that, uh, uh, especially down south, that are getting pretty low. But yeah. hopefully she'll come around. But, uh, okay, so, man, I, w- I want to talk about, so let's say you're loading that boat. You got it on your, uh, you're good to go. You got your Marlin SP-10, and you're heading out to your favorites um, still. What are you listening to on the in the truck on the way there? Like, so what kind of music you got going on? I am listening to anything and absolutely everything. My music playlist is all over the place. I must have 3,000 songs. Um, I am new rap, old rap, um, country, like Metallica, mm-hmm. uh, dad rock, everything. If it's putting me in a good mood to go to the lake, I'm listening to it. <laughs> I never heard it called dad rock. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Um, Go to pattern. You cannot do without. So if, if you're headed there, um, what's one fly you put on the, that tip it more often than not. My main searching pattern that I'll go to nine times out of 10 is that olive green gumfus. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, that like is your uh, hair, or what are you talking here? Yeah, de- deer hair, the uh, gumfus. It's it's my go-to pattern. It's the first thing I'm throwing on. I'll put it on a uh, like a Type Six or Seven sinking line and cast it up onto a bank and just strip it in. And uh, that has been my most productive pattern in the past two years. Hmm. Are you fishing that on like a fast sink or an intermediate? What kind of line are you fishing that on normally? I'm th- I'm throwing that on a fast sink. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you're not messing Next around. To- no, next in line would definitely have to be a uh, like a chartreuse brown balance leech. That's hmm. that's my my second go to for sure. Chartreuse and brown. I don't know that I fished that color. Cool, love it. Yeah, but ba- ba- balance leeches are a funny animal. Um, I remember when they kind of first came on the scene. It was like it, it looks so different in the water, right? But I I do know I used to struggle hook with hookups on the balance, but um. I think it, as long as you got a decent sized gap, right? Yeah. Yeah. You using tungsten beads with those? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, tungsten beads or whatever whatever I got in the box that's left over from uh, the previous owner of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where's your favorite place to talk fly fishing? Like for you, Jace, would it be, you know, Instagram, social media? Is it the fly shop? Is there. Uh you know, somewhere locally you like to get your fix when you're not out there? Instagram is obviously a huge one for me and talking to people and getting some knowledge out of that. But uh, I'd say second in line there has been the Penticton Fly Fishing Club. Oh, cool. It has been, it's been awesome. Yeah. That has been a major help with me learning fly fishing and 
going out with the doing the fish outs with the guys up there and uh yeah it's that's been a major help for me i love it yeah it's a good group for sure um let's talk sports man so um are you a big sports guy I am not. I used to be when I was younger. Um, yeah. I was always the type of guy that I'd rather be playing sports than watching them. Yeah. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched a hockey game okay. other than the V's when I was in middle school. But uh, right. yeah, I was I was heavy into lacrosse playing for some uh, teams out of Vancouver. And uh, I did that for a number of years. Hmm. Cool. No football, baseball, nothing like that? Nope, not into that at all. Yeah. What do you do in your spare time when you're not fishing or tying? Like, what other kind of hobbies are you into? Uh, pretty heavy into dirt biking, obviously out camping. Um, I've recently picked up a, a street bike there that has taken up a lot of the time on those hot summer days mm-hmm. when when I'm not out on the lake. What's your go-to dirt bike? I got a uh, 2016 YZ250F, and uh, nice. I used to race when I was younger, so I'd, I can't get away from those race bikes. <laughs> yeah, I remember my neighbor had a YZ back in the day. You call them YZ, YZ, I don't know. That's <laughs> Is that a Yamaha? That's, yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the biggest lesson that you've taken in your mind from fly fishing? And, and what I mean by that is, you know, it may be a lesson, but it, a lot of times it's kind of what it does for you. What it does for me, it's, uh, I think my biggest thing about it is I can get out on the lake, whether I'm catching fish or not, if I'm with friends or by myself, uh, I can tune out completely from work, from, from my outside life. When I'm, when I'm fishing, I'm only thinking about fishing and what pattern I'm going to throw on next and where the fish might be and my next location I might go and, uh, it's, it's taught me a lot of patience and yeah, just clearing my head out from day to day life. Yeah. Amen. Um, let's talk jobs. Like, um, obviously you've got a good gig now, but what's, what's the best job you've had so far? So far, I'd say the one I'm doing has been my best job. Um, most fun before I was doing HVAC there and uh, I was installing fireplaces and air conditioners, heat pumps and all that. And I really enjoyed that job. Um, did that for quite a few years and then uh, decided it was time time to go and work the family trade. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. How, how long your folks had uh, Okanagan Home Center? Oh, geez. I'd say my dad started that business over 30 years ago now. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's been around a while. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, I was gonna ask you best fishing location you've been, but I uh, I don't know. Like maybe, it, have you ever gone on a crazy trip? Like have you ever gone somewhere like warm or tropical with a fly rod, or have you ever gone to uh, you know a famous stretch of river that you're like, man, this was the the best. Not necessarily on uh, fly rod. I'd really like to get out to Florida or somewhere along those lines this year and go on the flats and go for tarpon or anything along those lines. I'd like to. I'd really like to try some saltwater fly fishing this year. Hmm. Let's talk about your setup. So I know you're primarily still water, and I assume you probably have more than you know one setup. But what what, what type of rods? What kind of length? What kind of weights? Uh, what do you, what are you fishing out of that marlin? My favorite rod I've been using right now is actually one that I built, and it's a uh, nine foot five weight, and it has just been my go to rod for everything. 
Yeah, and uh, that one right now is mainly linked up with my my full sync six inch per second line, um, paired with one of the Invictus Trout Water reels. I absolutely love those reels. I think I have four or five of them now. Nice. Um, and I just recently picked up a Sage Foundation in a nine foot six five weight. So I'm really excited to take that out on the water. Did you um Did you build that rod at the fly fishing club there? I did, yes, yeah. and then uh, yeah, I've, I built a few more for some buddies and such. But what kind of blank yeah. is it? Is it like a brand or is it a? They're called XI. They're they're made out of Korea, I believe, but yeah. they have, they're fantastic. They're super fast action. They're light. Um, hmm. They've been durable as all hell. Love it. Good stuff. I mean, maybe we should take it a little bit back to the, to the tying bench and. Uh, you know, like, so I know you've got on Instagram interior underscore fly fishing. So obviously are you, you're selling patterns, I'm assuming. I have not been, um, I, I haven't been selling patterns. I've been tying for quite a few of my friends. I like to give them away as gifts. I, I honestly just between work and being out on the lake and everything, I don't, don't have enough time to, I'd like to eventually. Yeah, no, I I totally get that. (laughs) It's, it is a big commitment. Like those that do it, and especially to do it right, it, it takes a lot of time. Yeah, I find it's hard enough for me to tie my own flies for the season, let alone for someone else and sell them. Have you got any crazy things that have happened to you in your time on the water? Or maybe trying to walk into some of these lakes or wildlife stories, encounters? Anything bizarre come to mind? <sighs> Nothing straight to the mind, but other than uh, the end of this season, I caught a duck for the first time, and oh. that was just a hor- horrific experience. Oh no! What, yeah, like a, like was... like in the mouth or in the beak? Sorry. Yeah, we were fishing chronomids, and I uh, had my indicator out there, and it came up and it snatched up my indicator, and I was trying to wiggle it away, and I guess it. Uh, popped the indicator and it went right into the side of the the thing's head and it was just screaming it was just a horrible experience did you manage to get get it out of there and get them yeah it finally popped out and that was one time i was very happy i was fishing barbless because uh yeah yeah that was not a fun time well i had a loon do that one time but it went for the fish (laughs) yeah it's crazy it's there's always something weird wacky happening out there right it's absolutely, and it's just bizarre. You, you go out into the middle of the woods, and you never expect some of these things to happen, and the things you see, it's just, it's a funny thing. Is there anything in your mind, Jace, that uh, when you look at kind of where we're at in the fly fishing world right now, um, is there anything that you think, well, I, I wish it was a little different? Or, um, And I think it's a good question for somebody that maybe hasn't been doing it for 20 years, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's good to see a younger crowd getting into the sport because you guys are the future. Um, For sure. What is there anything you're seeing that bugs you, or is there anything you're seeing you really like about what's happening? Honestly, everyone's been super welcoming into the community. I was uh, I was very nervous starting fly fishing and getting into the Penticton Fly Fishing Club as a 24 year old. I'm the, by far the youngest person in the club, and uh, everyone just welcomed me with basically arms wide open and uh it's it's mm. been super refreshing to see that um and even knowledge on going to certain lakes and stuff like uh, th- there's nothing crazy that sticks out to me that i'd want to change um i've had a few experiences where i've been out on the lake and it's you and one other guy out there and 
he's pulling out fish left, right, and center, and you've been in there for eight hours a day, and he sits there and laughs at you and <laughs> won't give you a hand, which can be pretty defeating. But yeah, uh, not ideal. No, not at all. Hmm. Yeah, good stuff. You're, you're probably handing out patterns. Sounds like you'd be that guy for sure. Hmm. So, anything on the bucket list this year? Any, any, uh, you know, uh, trips coming up? You could tell us about like any any fly fishing trips booked this year. For this year, I've been really looking uh, at going to a couple of the lodges around here, um, mm-hmm. up towards Merritt, and uh, stay up there for a few nights and fish some more of these trophy lakes. Yeah. Um, I'd like to get out on some rivers this year, make my way up to Alberta. That's one thing I'm very Nice. very new with is I, d- I don't fish much rivers yeah I'd like, another... to, I'd like to get up and get into a brown trout or two. Oh yeah that's a whole other learning curve too right like i mean you, you, a lot of us stillwater guys the river's a whole other animal and i look at some of these guys that are competitive in the fly fishing scene and they're usually very good on both yeah yeah but it, it definitely different entomology different i mean it's just a totally different game absolutely it's uh it's it's intimidating getting into fly fishing as it is and then you got this whole different ball game of fishing rivers and yeah <laughs> even fly selection is completely different for the most part well but it keeps it fresh too right like i mean it's like sometimes it's like maybe you don't want to stare at an indicator all day every day i mean i know some people can't stand doing that i i do get a lot of satisfaction out of it not gonna lie but yeah it's pretty hard to beat a dry fly on a nice little stretch of river though and 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 when trout are sipping and it doesn't get much better than that. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Well, look, man, I appreciate your time tonight. I uh, I think you and I should probably hit the water this year. I think that... I agree should, 100%. Let's, let's make that happen. Um, and uh, maybe uh, share a shoal. Right, but, uh, Jace, th- thanks for doing what you're doing, and uh, I just encourage people to, to follow you along at uh, interior underscore fly fishing um with broken tippet pro staff brandon and the gang at broken tippet and and you're tying up some nice patterns it's so nice to see uh the younger jen getting into it and uh i appreciate it and good luck in the day job at okanagan home center man i appreciate it thanks for having me on mark the fly fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by theflycrate.com thank you for listening to the fly fishing 97 podcast your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water. Mm-hmm.